Let's go on to the word of God. Uh, shall we turn our Bibles to Psalm 33? And let us read the whole Psalm. Uh, there are about 22 verses. Probably uh, two people can take turns and read 10 verses each. Uh, He commanded and it, it stood firm. The Lord points the plans of the nations. He thwarts the purposes of the peoples. whom he has chosen as his own inheritance. The Lord looks from heaven. He sees all the sons of men. From the place of his habitation, he looks on all the inhabitants of the earth. He fashions their hearts individually. He considers all their works. No king is saved by the multitude of an army. A mighty man is not delivered by great strength. A horse is a vain hope for safety. Neither shall it deliver any by its great strength. Behold, the eye of the Lord is on those who fear him, on those who hope in his mercy to deliver their soul from death and to keep them alive in famine. Our soul waits for the Lord. He is our help and our shield, for our heart shall rejoice in him because we have trusted in his holy name. Let your mercy, O Lord, be upon us just as we hope in you. Amen. Amen. The psalmist King David is writing a psalm, uh, a psalm of praise, a psalm um, where he is calling out the righteous to praise the Lord. He's calling out to the upright to praise his name. Yes, we all have the practice of praising and worshiping God. And uh, we have a great emphasis of that. We are called to worship him. We are created to praise him. The Bible says so. You know, and uh, the psalmist King David also says that let everything that has breath praise the Lord. And so we who are created to worship, we who are created to glorify the name of the Lord, we are called here to exalt his name as his righteous people, as the upright ones. Now, and if you look at how he uh, describes God, the greatness of God, literally, as we sang this morning, we shouted for joy. <laughs> Amen. When we sang that song, did you really shout with joy? <laughs> Sing to him a new song. Play skillfully. I'm sure we have a good bunch of skillful musicians here. Praise God for them. And shouting with joy together. And that's something that the Lord wants us to do. Some people don't like noise. <laughs> oh, maybe then 
did king david make a mistake he said make a joyful noise unto the lord yeah noise is biblical <laughs> we don't have to make some empty noise he is not asking us to just be noisy for noisy noise sake just to uh not something that would go out of order everything ought to be done in order apostle paul when he is writing about the guidelines of how we function as a church in first corinthians chapter 14 he writes about uh an order in our gatherings together god is not a god of chaos he doesn't uh, cause or instigate people to just make a lot of noise and bring some confusion that is not uh, uh what he desires but to sing with exuberance shout with joy of god's victory of who god is to declare that he is great you know it's not about uh, creating some kind of an uh, artificial emotional frenzy and that's something that some people do as well when it comes to worship and that's not what we must do some people just stir up the emotions of people they say all kinds of things that would uh, emotionally stir them up and make some kind of clumsy funny things and uh, do something that would uh, uh, you know make everybody to scream and whistle and howl and holler and that's not something which god is glorified in you find a lot of things that are done in the name of worship these days and it's an abuse of worship it's an abuse of praise but the scripture is talking about shouting with joy an exuberant worship a praise that comes out of our lives this is not just uh, a lip service this is not something that we praise god with just by the word of mouth alone yes god has given us words to praise with god has given us songs to worship him with to declare who he is to exalt his name but this is even beyond that to have a heart of praise a heart of thanksgiving a heart that adores him a mind that feels that he is amazing a mind that thinks about him that exalts him it it may not be even visible on the outside may not be even um you know expressed sometimes but there is a gratefulness there is a, a, a thoughts of praise thoughts of thanksgiving and also with joy with music and out of that comes forth expressions of worship singing lifting of hands clapping hands um you know physical expressions of worship are expressions of what we sense or what we feel uh you know that we want to give to god from the depth and the innermost being of our lives those are expressions and uh, it's important that we express our worship as well in that way And the psalmist king david says in verse 1 to 3 sing joyfully to the lord you righteous it is fitting for the upright to praise him it fits well for the upright to praise him it is appropriate for the upright to praise him because their praise is not just something that is uh, that gets stirred up because of the music it's not just something that comes out because somebody is emotionally coaxing them but this is something that is coming out because of the way they have, they live their lives because they're walking in a close intimacy with god because they are living a life that is righteous that is upright and they're experiencing god in their lives 
the experience of god personally stirs them up into a life of praise and worship their experience is very very um uh unique the experience god in a very personal way it is not something that they hear about god it is not something that is said about god that stirs them up to praise and worship him it is not a a, a good song with a good rhythm it's not a good uh, you know catchy upbeat you know rhythmic song that gives you um, you know that makes you to tap your feet and clap your hands you know even if you're out on the street and there's a song played uh, in the streets or at a mall or somewhere in some public place and if there's a good rhythm naturally people will start swinging their heads <laughs> naturally they'll start tapping their you know hands and their feet when you when you listen to a good rhythm when you listen to a good sound and good music you know it just does something to you it just connects you you get connected with it but this is not a praise and worship that comes out of that kind of a you know a natural inclination to some good music it's not about enjoying some music and so we sing these songs but it's about who god has been what he has done and how he has you know dealt with us and the way we have come into a life with him walking with him and a life of uprightness a life of righteousness that draws a, a man of god a woman of god a child of god to just praise to have a heart of praise a heart that adores him a heart that exalts him naturally you don't need a worship leader for that <laughs> you need you don't need a song leader for that amen your heart just sings forth praises to the lord it springs up because the righteous are deeply rooted in him in their relationship with their god they know him well and so the psalmist says it is fitting for the upright it is very appropriate for the upright it is natural for the upright to praise him because they have walked in the ways of god because they have experienced the goodness of god because of the way they've you know walked with god it praises it it comes out naturally it is out of a deep and a clear understanding that has come about about who god is and what he has done in their life and the reality of god in their lives they've experienced him in such personal ways you come to know him first hand and not just by reading a book is not just by listening to a sermon is not just about about by hearing about him but you come to know him first hand personally and you know who your god is i'm sure as a wife you can say i know my husband as a husband you can say i know my wife as a parent you know your children you can say i know who they are i know how good they are i know how what good they do you know how i know how much they sacrifice i know how much they work hard how much they take care of me how much they love me you know them and by your knowledge and by your experiences through the ups and downs of life you come to know them so much and they've stood with you in the good times and the bad times they celebrated your success they've cried with you when you cried 
you know them and by knowing them you know how much they love you they care for you and by that knowledge of who how you experienced him personally we begin to praise him there's an adoration that comes forth to title this morning's message it is the praise of the righteous the praise of the righteous a knowledge of god that comes through a personal relationship with him let's go on what kind of a knowledge is the psalmist king david talking about when he's calling for the righteous to praise him sing joyfully to the lord you righteous it is fitting for the upright to praise him the righteous the upright the in what way have they known god what is what does god look like for them maybe you can draw connections with your own life as we read through in chapter 33 let's look at verses 4 and verses 6 and verse 9 for the word of the lord is right and true he is faithful in all he does by the word of the lord were the heavens made their starry host by the breath of his mouth was nine for he spoke and it came to be he commanded and it stood firm he's talking about the creation the power of his word in creation the righteous have experienced the power of his word and so they praise him they have understood the significance of god's word they have understood the effect of god's word applied in their lives of course we have we read and we have full knowledge of how god spoke the worlds into existence and that's what the psalmist is saying the word of the lord is right and true the righteous know that god's word is right and true he's faithful to his word there's a deep sense of siding with his word <laughs> you say the word of god is right and true you side with his word you stand on the side of his word you know that this is faithful you know someone who is very trustworthy you stand along with them someone who is right you stand with them someone who is you know you doubtful about you do you you can't trust them you you doubt on their words you doubt on what they would do you will not stand along with them and so i say when it says the word of word of the lord is right and true you're someone who you side with god's word you stand on the side of god's word you hold on to truth you uphold truth you love the truth of god's word you love to listen to truth of god's word you love to learn and and grasp the truth of god's word and you love to live by the truth of god's word the truth of the word of god becomes something that is so much close to your heart you're drawn towards it the word of god is right and true for the righteous it is right and true for the unrighteous the word of god is something that is very repulsive to them because the word brings conviction the word will convict them of their sin the word will you know correct them of their ways the word will bring discipline to their lives and when they can't align with god's word it would be something that they would not like it would be detestable it would be uncomfortable it would make them dis- it will get them disturbed and so when you are speaking the truth and when you are a person who has the word in your life and you are living by the truth of god's word and you uh, side with the word of god and with the and with the truth of scriptures 
some others who don't align with it will will stay away from you because you take this side <laughs> amen hallelujah and for such is a praise that comes forth they are pray this fitting for the upright to praise him because they have experienced the power of his word because they stand by the side of truth and they acknowledge that the word of god is right and true they walk in the truth they love the truth they hate anything which is untruth they they hate anything which is half truth amen because you love the word of god you love the truth of god's word because you experience the power in his word also because the power of god's word is is amazing that a centurion came to jesus and said lord just say a word and my servant will be made whole say a word and he will be made whole god created the world by the power of his word verse 6 by the power of the word were the heavens made their starry host by the breath of his mouth by the breath of his mouth <laughs> starry hosts were made what kind of a power is in his word verse 9 for he spoke and all this came to be he commanded and it stood firm they just weren't uh, uh, coming into existence and and having a collision with each other but he commanded and it uh, stood firm also not just to create but he also ordered them where they ought to be he has the power to do it hallelujah he is not just a god of creation he is also a god who sustains his creation by his word and so the righteous have experienced the power of his word in god bringing forth things that are not in existence into existence into their lives He's a God who calls those things that are not as though they were. He's a God who brings forth life into what is dead. And so by the power of his word, we live by his word. And that's why the word of God says man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceeds out of the mouth of God. Hallelujah. Maybe many times you had a lot of bread, but still you felt like it was killing you. maybe you had a lot of money in your hands but felt like you still were in a dire need has anyone felt that you had it wasn't it wasn't it wasn't the fact that you didn't have anything to eat but you felt so hungry you felt so wanting it wasn't that you didn't have sufficient bank balance or you didn't have money but you still felt so much in need but those were the times when the word of god came to you when the lord spoke to you when the lord gave you a word of promise when the lord encouraged you when the lord you know brought his word and strengthened you his word sustained you hallelujah and by the power of his word you lived you thrived you overcame the struggle you overcame the problem you overcame the challenges of life we heard this morning as we were worshiping how even through the struggles of our lives god's name is glorified and the people see how great is our god hallelujah everybody's got money everybody's got food on their table everybody's got new clothes to wear everybody's got a house to live in 
But at times with all of these, we still find ourselves, you know, empty and dry and hungry and wanting and in need. And we find that the word of God satisfied us. That manna from heaven then came and met our need, solved our problems, dispelled our fears, took away the burdens and the heaviness of our lives, which we were drowning in. Well, we still had all the material things. It's a word of God. There was power in his word. And you experienced that word coming into your life and working in your life. Creating things. Changing and transforming your heart. Bringing in new life within you and sustaining you in the tough times of life. Hallelujah. And so it is fitting for the upright to praise him because they've experienced the power in his word. Because they side with the truth. Because they know the word, the truth is right. The word of God is right and true. And the word of God has created all things. The word of God sustains them. And so because of that, they continue to thrive. And they've known that if not for that word, if not for the power of God's word, we would have broken down. Our lives would have broken down. We would have perished. We would have given up on life. We would have ended our lives probably. It's by the word of God we are alive today. Hallelujah. Amen. Because we came to the truth. Because the truth was spoken to us. Because the truth was delivered to us. Because the truth was imparted to us. Because the truth of God's word brought us to Jesus. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. He himself is the word. Jesus said, I am the manna from heaven, the bread from heaven. I am the bread of life, Jesus said. And he is the word. The word became flesh and made his dwelling among us. Thank God because we've experienced the power of the word. And because we've experienced him, there's a praise that rises up out of our hearts. And so it becomes fitting for the upright to praise him because they know what it is to live by the word of God. You live by the word of God and you continue to live by the word and so continue to praise him. Praises rise up out of our lives because there's a power of God's word that we've experienced on a day-to-day -day basis. In the most crucial moments of our life, in the greatest crisis of our lives, when the storms of life hit us so bad, the power of his word sustained us, gave us a life and gave us a will to carry on, to wake up another day. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Or else you would have continued to cry through the day. But you were able to rise up and come out of it. Hallelujah. And be transformed this morning because of the power of his word. Hallelujah. When, when the enemies were rising up against us, when people were speaking against us, when the challenges of life were coming against us, when, when we were facing the dead end of our life and we were in the middle of the crossroads of our lives and we didn't know which way to turn and what decision to take, it was the word of God that brought encouragement and sustained us. And so because we've experienced the power of God's word, we praise. Hallelujah. There's a praise that comes out of the lips of the righteous and the upright because they walk in the word of God. They love in the truth. They love the truth of God's word. There's a praise that comes forth. Look at verses 4 and 6 and 7. Number 2, we praise him because we experience the power of God in his mighty acts, in his works. 
Psalm 33 and verses 4 and verses 6 and verse 7. For the word of the Lord is right and true. He is faithful in all he does. Yes, his word is true. His word is right. He's also faithful in what he does. Verse 6. By the word of the Lord were the heavens made. Their starry host by the breath of his mouth. He's faithful in his works. He's powerful in his deeds. Verse 7 also. He gathers the waters of the sea into jars. He puts the deep into storehouses. Oh, how can you do that? Can anyone ever do that? To gather waters of the oceans into a jar. And how big that jar would look like. <laughs> how can one draw all the waters of the earth into a jar? And what does he do? He, he puts the deep into storehouses. How big would those storehouses be? What does it talk about? It talks about the power in his works. And he can do what is simply unimaginable. What is incomprehensible. What is unfathomable. What is completely impossible. God is able to do that. And, we, and he's faithful. The Bible says in verse number 4, he's faithful in all he does. He doesn't do a half-hearted job. He doesn't just do something for somebody. Oh, give something and send them off. Don't we say that? Somebody's probably at the door. Somebody's probably, you know, waiting for some arms. And we say, you know, give something and send her off. No, that's not what he does. That's not how he works. He's faithful in all he does. Whatever he takes up, he does it well. Whatever he does up, you know, he takes up, he completes it. Whatever he begins, he will not leave it without completion. He who began a good work in us is faithful to bring it to completion. Hallelujah. That work of faith, that work of God that he began in our lives, he will continue to work. We may have our Ups and downs. Sometimes we are good. Sometimes we turn our backs to him. Sometimes we are holy. Sometimes we do the greatest, you know, sinful deeds that no man would ever do. Sometimes we, you know, are faithful to him. Sometimes we are unfaithful to him. But he continues to, faithful, to be faithful in all that he does. He would not leave you until he has completed the work that he has begun in you. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. People around you may not be faithful. Your husband probably is not faithful to you. Maybe your children are not faithful to you. Maybe your parents aren't faithful to you. Maybe a trusted friend is not faithful to you. Maybe a colleague. The person who works for you is not faithful to you. But God is a faithful God. Hallelujah. He's faithful in all that he does. What he begins, he will complete. What he is working on, he will do it well. Hallelujah. He doesn't do something. He doesn't just do some cover-up cover work. Amen. People do some shortcut and some cover-up work. That's not how God works. God is a faithful God. He's faithful in his works. He's true to his word. And not only that, he has a power over heavenly bodies. What no man can control. Man can only go and take a glimpse and take some photographs 
and take some samples and come back home. But he's a God who's in control of those heavenly bodies. Hallelujah. By the word of the Lord with the heavens made, the starry host by the breath of his mouth, he gathers the waters of the sea into jars. He puts the deep into storehouses. He takes control of them. Nothing can move without his command. He can turn them around into what he wants them to look like. Where he wants to put them, he can change their, you know, course. No man can do that. That's who God is. And, and those upright and those righteous have experienced God in the power of his works. They have seen some dramatic things that, have, that God has brought about. Which things that everybody wrote off, things that everybody concluded and said it's finished, it's dead. Things that people said this is irreversible. These are irrevocable. Things that people said, you know, this, this, this person can't be changed at all. Even God can't change him. Have you heard that? Even if God himself comes down, my husband will never change. I want you to know there is a good news for you this morning that you have been wrong in saying that. <laughs> you have been wrong in saying that even God cannot change. No. If God can turn the waters of the earth and put them in a jar, your husband is nothing for him. Uh, hallelujah. Hallelujah. That mother-in-law is no big deal for God. Some daughter-in-law say amen. <laughs> Nobody's saying amen. Hallelujah. If God can turn the waters and put them in a jar and if he can build storehouses and put the deep into them, what kind of a God is he? The faithful, the righteous, the upright experience God in such ways. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. They've seen their mothers-in-law change. And their stony hearts become a heart of flesh. And their hatred turn into love. And their rage, you know, come as gifts in their hands. Probably a new sari from Pothis. <laughs> At one time, probably they were handed down with, you know, words of rage and anger. But there comes something good. Hallelujah. They've experienced the power of God in their lives. Hallelujah. Maybe some of you are sitting there and thinking, oh, could this all be true? That sounds like good fantasy in my life. I want you to know that you can experience God in such ways. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. The most impossible thing God is able to make possible. He's able to give you the money that you need. He's able to open the door that you need to see open. He's able to open up the heart of the person that is impossible. He's able to intervene and penetrate into places that we have no scope. Hallelujah. We have no access to, we have no scope in those areas. We have no control over them. We have no words to say. And we have, and even if we say something, it will have no effect. 
but his word and his work which is faithful and his power to control and alter the course of people's lives is able to work in their lives and the righteous are people and the upright are people who have experienced that and so they would praise him there's a praise that comes forth out of their lips there's a praise that comes forth out of their heart hallelujah Praise the Lord. They've seen those nagging wives become very loving. They've seen that distraught, you know, son who has gone away from God, who strayed away, he walked away, coming back. They've seen the drug addiction change. They've seen the drinking habits leave. They've seen the smoking habits leave. They've seen the abuses leave. Hallelujah. These are people who have seen the mighty works of God in their lives. And I want you to know that this is who our God is. And that's why we sing, how great is our God. Hallelujah. That's why we sing, how great thou art. Hallelujah. When we say, how great are you, Lord. It's because of the power in his word. We have experienced the power in his word. We've experienced the power in his works also. Isaiah chapter 38. Look at what God is able to do. Isaiah chapter 38. He gives a sign to a king. That the Lord has heard his prayer. And the Lord has answered his prayer. By adding 15 more years into his life. We're talking about Hezekiah. King of Israel. Isaiah chapter 37. Hezekiah was king of Judah. And we see in verses 7 and 8, this is the Lord's sign to you that the Lord will do what he has promised. I will make the shadow cast by the sun go back 10 steps as it has gone down on the stairway of Ahaz. So the sunlight went back the 10 steps it had gone down. Ahaz was the king of Israel. Hezekiah the king of Judah. And, that, and the sunlight has come down, 10 steps down. But now the Lord is going to make the 10 steps go back. Sunlight, go back. Who can ever alter the position of the sun? <laughs> That's who our God is. That's who your God is. That's the same God who is, in, who is at work in our lives. And we're going to look at that even more in detail in a few more minutes from the same psalm. Come back to Psalm 33. Number three, why do we praise him? Because we have experienced the providence of God over this world. The protective care of God on this world. In verses 10, 11, 17 and 18. The Lord foils the plans of the nations. He thwarts the purposes of the peoples. But the plans of the Lord stand firm forever. The purposes of his heart through all generations. Read verses 17 and 18. A horse is a vain hope for deliverance. Despite all its great strength it cannot save. But sorry. Um, we got to be reading verses. 16 and 17. No king is saved by the size of his army. No warrior escapes by his great strength. A horse is a vain hope for deliverance despite all its great strength that cannot save. You see here, God is talking about, you know, nations and kings. He is a God who is in control over nations. He's a God who is in control of kings. He's a God who can provide for them what they need. 
he foils the plans of the nations he thwarts the purposes of the peoples but the plans of the lord stands forever the purposes of his heart remain through all generations everybody thought that there's going to be a nuclear war that would break forth you know in in the japanese korean region everybody thought that you know america is going to bomb north korea any moment and there's going to be a tremendous third world war that's going to break out and probably some prophets were also prophesying about that false prophets <laughs> but you see what has happened what did not happen for several you know generations has happened right now if you've been following the news thank god hopefully by all the signatures that were exchanged and the treaty that was done hopefully that you know north korea will go through a process of denuclearization and if that happens that's good for that's good for the world that's good for millions of people in those nations and in america and for many other nations of the world hallelujah you see how god can change the plans of nations suddenly amen hallelujah it was said that there would be a ruler over this state forever but god foiled the plans and put them underground amen god can turn things around god can change people god can remove kings god can establish kings god alters the course of nations also he's his sovereign providence is over the whole world the world and the earth and the fullness thereof belongs to the lord everything belongs to him everything is under his control the king is saved is is not saved by the size of his army no king is saved by the size of his army no warrior escapes by his great strength how many kings with great armies and have uh, with um, you know enormous training and capacity and skill in war have gone to wars and have lost their lives the greatest example is saul himself in the bible how many kings with great armies have lost their lives have been defeated have been taken over by enemy kingdoms a king is not saved by his vast army large numbers of capacity or money or wealth or anything of this world is no match for what god can do no warrior escapes by his great strength a horse is vain hope for deliverance despite all its great strength it cannot save whatever power whatever capacity whatever knowledge whatever skill whatever experiences a person may have they still hold no good and the righteous and the upright have learned that lesson <laughs> hallelujah they've seen it they've lived their life they're walking with god and their dependency is complete on god he know that god is ultimately in control of everything not the powers and the things of this world not what people sign their signatures may be very powerful maybe even in green ink their money and their manpower and their money power and their and who they know and their 
you know influences and their and and their capacities may be very high and whatever may come against us and whatever may look big in front of our eyes everything counts to nothing when it comes to the power of god and what god can do and how he can take control the righteous and the upright have experienced that in their lives they've experienced the providence of god in this whole world over this world he, they've seen that he is in control of nations the unrighteous can't see that <laughs> they can't discern that they have no knowledge that there is a god who is working behind all of these they can only report what has happened in newspapers and on tv channels you get what i'm saying but you know you know why certain things happened and what we prayed for and how those prayers got answered and how that god is in control over all things news reporters can only report the wicked can only you know see and know and you know what is unseen hallelujah people come to know after things have happened you know even before things happen because you know of a god who is in control you know by faith that this thing won't happen to me these things will not happen to that nation you know in your spirit <laughs> hallelujah the righteous and the upright have experienced god in such a manner for them a horse or a king a great army or great power a great capacity or great strength is not very impressive thing for them am i talking to somebody this morning hallelujah lots of money loads of wealth big talk great connections aren't impressive to us because we have someone who's in mighty and who's in control of everything hallelujah and so there's a praise that comes forth out of the lips of the righteous and the upright it's fitting for the upright to praise him because they've seen god in control they've seen that these things don't matter these things won't disturb them they're not terrified by the powerful forces around them <laughs> they're not scared of the plans of the nations they're not scared of people's plans and plots it will not move them because they know of a god who's in control who's mightier who's stronger who's bigger who's greater who's in control of everything and for david to write this it's amazing because he is himself was a warrior he's torn a lion and a bear with his bare hands he's pulled down goliath with just a sling and a stone He's cut the hem of the garment of his enemy entering his tent. <laughs> he's been through wars, he has fought wars and he has won victories over the Philistines several times. He's a man of war. He's a man who knows what it is to be king. He's a man who knows what it is to be in authority and control. He's a man who knows what it is to have great armies. and trained skilled men you know how many men came and joined him how many powerful men came and joined him people who could bring down giants came and joined him giant killers joined him he had powerful force around him but he knew that all this 
is no big deal. This is not going to help us. This is not what we depend on. This is not what we rely on. This is not what we fix our eyes on. These are not things that we depend upon. These are things, these are not things that we boast about. These are not the things that we can say. There's somebody who spoke to me recently in the middle of a big crisis and they were very much boastful. And they said, you know, God has raised up many, many prayer warriors for us. A lot of prayer support God has raised up for us. There's a lot of pride in those prayer warriors and the prayer support. No, our confidence is not even in the prayer warriors and the prayer support. <laughs> but it is on God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. That is to boast and say, oh, we got a whole bunch of people praying for us. That's depending on the people. <laughs> Are you with me this morning? We're not even depending on our spirituality. Not that we read the Bible and we know scriptures upside down, inside out. It's not even depending on our prayer, not on our spirituality, not on how much we know the Bible. But we are, our dependency is on him. We know that he is in control. He can change the plans. The plans of the Lord stand firm forever. The purposes of his heart through all generations. We have learned this by experience. Probably sometimes we've made mistakes. And we've learned it the hard way also. But we've learned it. And so it's fitting for the upright to say, God is in control. We believe in the providence of the Lord over all the earth. Or all the world. All our capacities, all our wisdom, all our experiences, all our skills. Everything about what we know and what we have and what God has given to us also is simply not what we boast in, but we boast in Him. And quickly number four, and lastly, it's fitting for the upright to praise Him. It's appropriate for the righteous to praise Him because of the personal involvement that God has. With his people. We've experienced God personally getting involved in the intricate details of our life. Read with me in verses 12 to 19. Psalm 33, 12 to 19. Blessed is the nation whose God is the Lord. The people he chose for his inheritance. From heaven the Lord looks down and sees all mankind. From his dwelling place he watches all who live on the earth. He who forms the hearts of all. Who considers everything they do. Look at this God. What kind of a God is he? We're talking about a great, awesome, powerful God. He created, you know, the sun, the moon, the stars, the heavens and the earth and spoke the worlds into existence by the word of his mouth and he's faithful and he's powerful to do his work and, he, and he's in control over kings and nations. Oh, big things we talked about. But the same big God who's control of the big things is also involved in the intricate details of our lives and he says, he considers everything they do. Verse 15. He considers everything they do. He looks down from heaven. Two times it says there. From heaven the look, Lord looks down and sees all mankind. He's not just seeing masses alone. He's not just having an aerial shot from heaven. It's not like a NASA photography. But here he looks down from heaven. He, and from his dwelling place he watches all who live on the earth and not only just looking at them, watches over them and uh, he also considers everything they do. Everything we do. Every good thing we do. 
everything we do, he considers them. Verse 18 onwards, but the eyes of the Lord are on those who fear him. The eyes of the Lord, again, looking down, looking at those who fear him and on those whose hope is in his unfailing love to deliver them from death and keep them alive in famine. A personal involvement in our lives. It's fitting for the upright to praise him. The righteous praise him and, and ought to lift up praises unto him because they've experienced the power in his word. They've experienced the power in his works. They've seen the providence of God over all the worlds and they have experienced his personal involvement in their lives. He's personally involved. He's not just looking at masses and crowds of people. But he's looking at each one. The eyes of the Lord are on those who fear him. On, whose, on those whose hope is in his unfailing love. When you've trusted him, it was difficult to trust him. When you continue to fear and walk faithfully in his ways. When nothing good happened in your life. He's been watching. His eyes have been faithfully watching over you. Hallelujah. Even when everything went against you. Even when bad things happened in our lives. When even the un most unexpected thing. Even the most undesirable thing. Even when the most unpleasant thing happened. When we had the most difficult times of life and you continue to hold fast to his word and we continue to worship him and continue to praise him, you continue to walk faithfully, you still had the fear of God. You still continue to hope in his unfailing love. His eyes were watching over you and because of that, his eyes have been watching over you. He is faithful. He's going to be faithful to keep you alive even in famine and keep you alive from death. Hallelujah. And so it becomes fitting for the upright to praise them because they've experienced God personally involved in their lives, considering their ways. Taking notice of the fear of God that we have. Taking notice of the faithful, how faithful we've, we've been in trusting in, in him when it was difficult, when it was hurting, when we were crying, when we were heartbroken. When we were helpless, when we felt very hopeless, but we still said, Jesus. We still cried out his name, Jesus. And he's been watching and he's been helping us and keeping us alive even during famine. Hallelujah. Have you felt it and experienced times in your life when you thought that you hit rock bottom? But yet you survived. Hallelujah. You said, this is over. It's done. We are doomed. But then you still survived. Hallelujah. Pinch yourself to realize this morning that you've survived. Hallelujah. Amen. Hallelujah. How often you had the, that sense of heaviness and the heaviness burdened you so much. It felt like the whole world was sitting on top of your head and you were simply drowning and being crushed on every side. And you thought that palpitation that was increasing would simply, you know, lead you to the end. But you survived. Hallelujah. Because the Lord was personally involved in your life. 
probably you didn't realize it then but the lord was personally involved in your life you met that accident you went through that sickness that terminal illness that would have taken your life but god was personally involved in your life hallelujah hallelujah your child of yours whom you thought you lost forever you thought you know went away from the lord you thought went into sin so deep that cannot be redeemed at all the whole world crashed in front of your eyes but the lord was personally involved in those moments because he was involved you can praise him this morning there's a praise that comes out of your life out of that realization it comes out of a deep knowledge and a realization of who your god is and what he has been and what he means to you in your life hallelujah that is true worship that is sincere praise even this morning while you just sit down and listen to this and you just thoughtful taken aback flashes of memory come into your mind about things that happened and yes you say god was personally involved and so we survived that's a praise to god hallelujah 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 probably you you suffered little damage but you you were not left to complete loss hallelujah you suffered little damage but was not a complete loss you didn't lose everything you didn't lose your mind it tormented you so bad that you thought you would lose your mind it troubled you it made you so heavy that you thought your heart will stop it led you away from your house and you thought that you would even end your life somewhere probably you had those thoughts and feelings probably the fears came about so much like a whirlwind sweeping over you and you and you woke up with panic attacks in the middle of the night and probably you stood at the door and you didn't know where you should go but the lord got personally involved with you hallelujah he personally got involved with your life he was looking down from heaven he was watching he was considering your ways his eyes were upon you because you continued to fear him and hope in him and so you can praise him this morning and so there's a praise that comes forth out of our lips it comes forth out of our hearts and so in conclusion you can say along with the psalmist to this morning in verse 20 to 22 we wait in hope for the lord can we read it out loud together we wait in hope for the lord he is our help and our shield in him our hearts rejoice for we trust in his holy name may your unfailing love rest upon us o lord even as we put our hope in you hallelujah our hope in him is renewed today hallelujah hallelujah renewal of hope comes forth as we praise him with a complete sense of realization of the power in his word the power in his works the providence and the control of god over this world and while we understand and realize this morning how personally he has been involved in our lives 
there comes forth a public confession of our faith in him for his glory hallelujah shall we close our eyes and just praise the lord today hallelujah thank you jesus thank you master glory to god glory to jesus hallelujah i don't know about you but i have a lot of things to praise god for hallelujah hallelujah thank you jesus thank you lord oh hallelujah you've been amazing your word hallelujah so much lord your word has brought life oh god thank you jesus your mighty works your mighty works have been awesome hallelujah you sustained you brought things that we thought would never happen hallelujah we thought it was impossible but you just made it happen lord jesus hallelujah hallelujah your providence over the whole world is amazing huh? you're in control hallelujah over nations over kings hallelujah we realize that you are the one who is in control and and great capacities and wealth and strength of this world and everything lord is just useless when we know that you are amazing you are control you are in power you are in power over everything hallelujah you're the one who is in power hallelujah hallelujah jesus jesus we realize your personal involvement in our lives in the intricate details of our lives you even numbered the hairs on our head hallelujah you've not withheld good from us hallelujah his eye is on the sparrow Hallelujah. Thank you Jesus. Thank you Lord. Hallelujah Jesus. Hallelujah Jesus. Thank you Lord. Thank you Master. Hallelujah. Thank you Jesus. Thank you Lord. Jesus.